This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. COSO's Objectives and Principles Monitoring Activities. The fifth and final objective is monitoring activities. The framework volume says ongoing evaluations, separate evaluations, or some combination of the two are used to ascertain whether each of the five components of internal controls, including controls to affect the principles within each component, are present and functioning. Ongoing evaluations built into business processes at different levels of the entity provide timely information. Separate evaluations conducted periodically will vary in scope and frequency depending on the assessment of risk, effectiveness of ongoing evaluations, and other management considerations. Findings are evaluated against the criteria established by regulators, recognizing that standard-setting bodies or managements and the boards of directors and efficiencies are communicated to management and the board as appropriate. However, as with all other components of the COSOQ, monitoring activities are part of an interrelated whole which cannot be taken singularly. This principle applies to all five components of internal controls, and the nature of monitoring should fit the organization, its dependence on IT, and the effectiveness of monitoring providing feedback on the other components, including the effectiveness of internal controls. For the CCO or compliance practitioner, monitoring activities has been growing in importance over the past few years and will continue to do so in the future. It is important to ensure that internal controls are present in support of all of the relevant principles and the components before launching into efforts that prove internal controls are functioning. Remember that all relevant principles must be present and functioning in order for a company to safely conclude that their internal control regime is effective. 
aligning the design of controls to the 17 principles in order to see any gaps early, early in the implementation process will help ensure that adequate time to remediate and test for operational effectiveness. The same is equally, if not more so true for your compliance function. Monitoring activity consists of two principles. Principle 16, ongoing evaluation. That monitoring should be include ongoing and continuous monitoring whenever such monitoring is reliable, timely, and cost-effective. This incorporates uh, both auditing and ongoing monitoring as well. The reason is simple, that the complementary tools to test the effectiveness of your regime. The same is true of internal controls, but this principle clearly expects your organization to engage in both types of oversight, monitoring, and auditing. For the compliance practitioner, there are several different areas or concepts that you will be asked to consider going forward. A current risk assessment or other evaluation of business change should be considered based upon some type of baseline understanding of the compliance risk. Whatever you select, it will need to be integrated with your ongoing business processes, adjusted as appropriate through ongoing risk assessments and risk monitoring, and objectively evaluated. Principle 17, evaluation and communication of deficits. This final principle speaks to the deficiencies in their correction. It requires a determination of what might con constitute a deficiency in your internal controls and who in your company is responsible for taking def defect corrective action and whether there is evidence of this corrective action taken. If this does not sound like Paul McNulty's maxim number three, what did you do when you found out about it? I don't know what is. Therefore, under this principle, the CCO will need to take timely and determined action to correct any deficiencies which might appear in your compliance regime or your compliance internal regi re controls regime. It will require you to assess results, communicate the deficiencies up the chain to the board or to the compliance committee and correct, and then monitor their corrective action going forward. I would urge every uh, key internal compliance control in support of these principles should conclude upon management in terms of their adequacy and design of operation, operating efficiency. Monitoring activities should bring both together your entire compliance program and give you a sense of whether it's running properly. Both ongoing monitoring and auditing are tools the CCO and compliance practitioner should use in support of this objective. Monitoring is a key component of internal controls framework because effective monitoring recognizes the dynamics of change within an organization and provides a basis for corrective action as well. It allows you to add the evaluate the effectiveness of the control as well and the corrective action. Here's the thing that is most important is controls need to be sustainable. You cannot have one that builds uh, solely for a one-off or one-time period and not have a process in place that's going to help you get through the, all of the periods you need to cover. The controls cannot be a one-and-done job. Companies have to find, are going to find their initial approach to all of this is one-and-done. Well, that's going to be a mistake. There must be a mechanism for communications of controls which do not work and can, or can be easily overridden. From the compliance practitioner's uh, perspective, these are, this is absolutely mandatory. From there, you must be able to remediate your, uh, your controls going forward, and this will align with your compliance professional requirement to prevent, detect, and most importantly, remediate going forward. So what are today's three key takeaways? Monitoring activities demonstrates the clear interrelatedness and the requirement for sustainability in your compliance program. You cannot simply have the University of Kentucky one and done. You've got to have sustainable controls that are actively engaged throughout the organization, throughout the business scope 
of whatever it is your company might be doing. Number two, adequate controls are present in support of the relevant principles and controls must be functioning. So are your controls functioning going forward? And number three, always remember that controls must be then remediated if they're not functioning. For a compliance practitioner, remediation is a key component of your compliance program, and the same is true of internal controls. I hope you've enjoyed day 19, the one month to more effective internal controls, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for day 20 in our final session of July's exploration of a more effective compliance program through internal controls. Thank you. This is Tom Fox again. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Internal Controls. If you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it would help in our rankings. The word out about the only one-month podcast series which enables you to design, implement, and enhance a better compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's series. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.